Good afternoon, crew, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. It's great to have you guys with me again for another episode. It's a Thursday, and it's uh, around 2.30. Um, you guys know I normally film in the morning, and I filmed one this morning, and uh, I don't do this often at all. But it was about a 19-minute episode, and I deleted it. I just didn't, just didn't like it. Not not super chill vibes, uh, but I uh, was talking about why I deleted my Facebook, and uh, I'm not even going to get into it now. Um, I talked a lot on my Instagram story about my feelings, you know, just in regards to why I struggle so much with my view of the general populace, and as a Christian man, how I need to get better with that. And, uh, but I kind of snapped and went off the rails. So it ended up being an 18 minute long therapy session to myself, which I promptly deleted. Cause I'm like, I started threatening people. I don't know. I'm like, all right, we can't. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically I said, if you, you know, if you were to bring my wife or my kid into something about me, I'd kill you, which is true. I'll leave, I'll throw that out there. You know, you say something about my daughter or my wife. Yeah, yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> ooh, nice Chevelle. But uh, we don't need to get into that right now. We don't need to get into that right now. I uh, had Muay Thai this morning. Yeah, Muay Thai was a total attitude adjustment for me. I'm so happy. There's just, I'm telling you, if you guys are listening to me and you've never done any martial arts I really encourage you even like I I'm a big awkward clumsy striker right now you know what I mean and I I don't know what I'm doing I'm just learning how to add in basic knee strikes which I've never done before and uh I just I it's so much fun it's so addicting and when you can get over the nerves of not knowing what to do, being afraid that you're not going to be very good, it's just like anything, you're going to suck at everything the first time you do it. I don't know why we expect to be so naturally good at things when we just suck the first time we try everything, you know? It's very rare that you just pick something up and, oh, you're smacking the cover off the ball, you know? It's just, it doesn't happen. I really encourage you, especially men, that are listening to me get into Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, even karate, something like that. Um, It's not just good for your body. It's good for your mind-body connection because you have to think. You have to pay attention. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm piecing together. Okay, jab, 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 cross, jab, cross. Okay, jab, cross overextending the cross, grabbing the shoulder, boom, knee. Okay, did I pull my knee up high enough and then extend with my hips or did I just throw my knee forward? All right, what did I do here? I misstepped here. I jabbed when I should have crossed. I crossed when I should have, you know, and you're, you're tying all these things together in your head and it's such a great mental exercise as it is physical because you're forced to be completely present. When you're rolling with somebody on the mats in jujitsu and you're worried about positionally and, you know, defending and offending and defense offense and 
thinking about where your hips are at, your base, and not, you know, throwing your arms out there, getting arm bar, and I've got a, still an elementary understanding of it. You know, you just don't have time to think about anything else. Your mind is so, like, I, my mind sometimes wanders when I work out, like lift weights, because it's just, and there's, there's a mind-muscle connection there, too. And, you know, I, I've got to reel myself back in sometimes when I'm lifting, but it's really hard to get lost or rather it's really hard to let your mind wander when you're in active combat against another person and it's just so much fun it's just so much fun guys i really encourage you to get into the and again it's that first practice once you get that over and done with you know, I think a lot of people, number one, are afraid that they're not good at it. Most people, when you walk in, aren't good at it. Even the guys that have been going for a couple months aren't good at it. You're just, you're going to be fine. I think they're afraid of being judged. Gyms are some of the least judgmental places on the face of the earth. It's so funny. Somebody will be afraid to go to a jiu-jitsu gym or a boxing gym, but they're okay with going to the club. It's like, dude, you walk into the club, everybody's judging you. What are you wearing? Did you get table service or not? If you did get bottle service, what kind of bottles are you order? You ordering bottom of the shelf of vodka? Or you getting Ace of Spades? You know what I mean? It's like, or bottles of Dom? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, the the gym is the least judgmental place on the planet. The most patient, kind people I've met are the most dangerous human beings I've ever met. Every black belt I've ever met has been kind and patient. I've met a few that were gruffer, but they're very, when it comes to instructing and wanting to teach you and watching you learn, I think that sometimes some of the upper belts are a little gruffer because they expect you to quit. You know what I mean? And they want to see if you're going to take it seriously because so many people quit. But dude, it's such a non-judgmental place. I think the third thing is people afraid that they're going to get hurt. You're just as likely to get hurt lifting weights, you know, in my opinion. I really think so. I've never, <laughs> I gotta knock on wood now, I've never been hurt in jiu-jitsu. I've gotten tweaked. Don't get me wrong. I got my neck tweaked when I lived in Pittsburgh. This kid was being, this completely different story. Um, but, uh. I've never, I've never really been hurt, you know what I mean? And yeah, when you get hit in Muay Thai, you know, we were just doing some very light movement and sparring today, and you know, just it's it hurts, but it's so much fun. You don't feel the pain, you know. You can't let, you can't be afraid of pain, man. Life is pain. This <laughs> avoidance doesn't make it never that it may, the avoidance doesn't make sure that you never. What am I trying to say? Holy smokes. Avoidance doesn't guarantee that you're never going to experience pain. It usually just delays it and sometimes makes it worse. You know what I mean? But I just feel like everybody, you know, especially as a man, you need to know how to fight. What's How, how good are you? Of a, like, what's your worth as a man if you can't defend yourself? Or you can't defend your wife and child? You know what I mean? Like, what... What use are you? What's what's the point of making all this money and get your wife a nice Gucci purse if you guys are strolling down the city block together and some dude can just come out and snatch it from her and push you over like a sack of potatoes? You know what I mean? What use are you as a man? 
you got to know how to fight. And I think just a couple of months of Muay Thai or boxing, some kind of striking, and a couple months of jiu-jitsu is enough for you to handle probably 80% of the population. You do it for a couple years, I don't know of many, unless I run into another combat artist that just decided to turn evil and rob people that's around my size or a little bit smaller there's really not there's nobody that i'm going to encounter out in the real world <laughs> that's going to be able to handle me physically you know and there's a real sense of peace and satisfaction that comes from that you know i've said this before it was a Nietzsche quote. What is it? He said, "I often laughed at I often laugh at those who think themselves to be good because they have no claws." It's you just you got to have the claws. You just got to know when to use them. That's the mark of a good man. A good man is one that is very capable of violence. You know, my Muay Thai coach today is a he's been a bouncer for a long, long time. And he always tries to diffuse the situation first non-violently. He tries to use the least uh, devastating tactics first. You know, it's like if I could just push the guy over and deter him, you know, or maybe just hit him once and deter him, you know, that's always, you know, other than conflict avoidance altogether, like he'll try to de-escalate first. Then he'll try to deter, is, is would be a good word for it, de-escalate, deter, and then destroy. I just made that up. De-escalate, deter, destroy. That's what a good man does. A good man tries to talk it out first. Then a good man will deter you. One good strike, maybe push you away, really set a physical boundary, and then you decide to violate that physical boundary, then you get destroyed. You know, he was telling me about what he did. This this Mexican kid punched him in the chest after he tried to tell him he didn't want any piece of it. And he got the Mexican kid paid for it. Bad. Unconscious. On the pavement. Outside of the club. Not a good look. Very stupid look. If you've ever ended up out unconscious outside of a club, you've hit rock bottom. You are the worst type of person. The worst type of person. You got too drunk, too big for your little britches. <laughs> and now you're bleeding on the pavement. Your girlfriend's screaming. She'll never look at you the same again. You know, that's, if anything, you know, guys, you got to be careful fighting in front of your ladies. Anything can happen. But if you're, like, even to a skill, even a skilled striker can get caught with a wild punch. Anything can happen. But if you're untrained and you're out here picking fights, I can't imagine what it does to a woman to see her man get his ass beat in front of her. You ever see those street fights where the girl's screaming, trying to pull him away, and he jumps in there, he's drunk, he's cocky, and he gets flattened? And, you know, you always expect the girl... It's funny, I watch body language. You always expect that when her man gets flattened, the girl's going to run over, like, oh my god... A lot of times they freeze and they just stand there and look at their man laying on the ground unconscious, starched. And you could just see in their face everything downstairs has dried up. 
I don't mean to be crude, but it's, it's, you know, I just couldn't imagine being a woman and you've got a man that gets too drunk and goes out and picks a fight and then loses it. And you got to go home and sleep with that guy. God forbid. You know, you know what I mean? My wife has never seen me fight. It's been nine years. There's been probably, I want to say, two close calls. Um, one, we we're lucky. We knew the bartender at this one place in Erie, and he came out and grabbed the kid and said, "You don't, you don't want to mess with that guy." Um, I think really that's it. I, I can't think of. I, I don't. I don't know if it's you know. I'm, I'm. I haven't always been this big. I can't imagine somebody trying to pick a fight with me now. They'd have to be. I would be pretty, I honestly, if somebody tried to pick a fight with me now, I know I've talked about fighting in a few podcasts. I'm a dude. I'm a guy. I like violence. It's the way that it is. All these stupid, fat, baboon women are trying to tell us that we, you know, violence is bad. Shut up. Go back to your cubicle. Get back in the kitchen. I don't want to hear about it. Anyways, um, I, I would be a little suspicious if somebody picked a fight with me at my current weight, I really would. I'd be like, all right, this guy, he's got to be trained. <laughs> he's got to be sharp. I would be very society. That's the situation where I would try to de-escalate first. You know, unless they were like just visibly plastered. You know what I mean? If they were like visibly screwed up, that's a different story. But if somebody's sober and goes to pick a fight with me, I'm going to be... Not scared, but I'm going to be very suspicious. <laughs> I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be getting distance first. Like, all right, where is this? I bet you, I'm going to be looking for a leg kick coming from down. I'm going to be looking for a kick to the head coming down from downstairs. I know it's going to be. I just know something wild's coming, you know, or a, a weapon. God forbid. That's that that that's the other thing. Because I feel like if somebody were to pick a fight with me, it'd be somebody that has a weapon on them. You know what I mean? And that's never good. Doesn't matter how... If you if anybody ever pulls... The strategy for knives is to run. The strategy for knives is to run. I, I've seen too many videos of people getting stabbed. And you get stabbed three or four times before your body even registers it. It's I, I'm not going to tell you to go look at videos of people getting stabbed. But... I've seen too many, even like in the back, I've seen videos where just some psycho comes into a grocery store or, or a deli and there's a person at the counter and he goes up and right in the person's back and hits, stabs him six or seven times before the person even reacts. I'm sure at first it just felt, feels like you got punched eight times in the back and then I can't imagine the pain. I know a couple people that have been stabbed. I've gotten myself pretty good on the inside of the leg. It's not a good... You don't even... Oh, God. I just remember when that blade went into my leg and there was blood squirting all over the place. Ugh. The strategy for knives is you always run. Always run. And if you're not fast, well... Man, say a prayer. Scream as loud as you can. Uh... You know, I mean, obviously you got a gun on them, shooter. If somebody, if somebody had pulled a knife on me, I'm going to shoot them directly in the face. 
you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, it's going I'm going I'm going abdomen chest head bang 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 you could be it's gonna be lights out Tom I'm gonna light you're gonna light you up like a Christmas tree <laughs> two down below two in the center and two up top baby <laughs> serve them the six piece with a side of fries <laughs> <laughs> Throw a diet sprite on there too, because it's going to be real tingly where you're headed, pal. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is why carrying is so important. You got to get your concealed carry. Why? There's just I just am watching the world unravel in front of my eyes. People are getting crazier and crazier, crazier and crazier. And I'm just watching people get more violent and unhinged. And they're lessening the penalties in many states for violence. Unless you're a white guy. You know what I mean? You're a white guy and you punch somebody in the face. Your bail's going to be set at 500 grand. They're going to put all the flags at half-mast. And they're going to send you to jail for 57 years. You're a black guy and you stab a pregnant woman in the eye. Your bail's $4. They'll let you out same day. You know what I mean? It's just that's if that's if you live in New York. You live in New York and you're black, you could pretty much get away with any crime. This isn't a racist thing, it's just a fact. You're black in New York, man, you got a free pass. You can do whatever you want. You could you could just fire an AK-47 into a into a Thanksgiving Day parade and they'll let you off with a warning. Cause you were, you know, the victim of oppression and racism. That's so stupid. I think this cut out, but I said I was only slightly exaggerating. You know, it's the average repeat offender rate for most judges, I believe, is 85%. So if a judge sentences somebody for some crime, there's an 85% chance that they're going to reoffend. Because most judges are absolute retards, and they're bought out, so they're corrupt and disgusting. Now, there's a guy, I don't remember where he's at, I'll figure it out, this white guy, he's down, I think he's down south. This judge, his reoffender rate is 10%, eight and a half times better than average. What does he do? It's brilliant. So a lady uh, skipped out on a 30-mile cab fare. Pretty expensive, right? Just got out of the car and ran. She got caught. Judge said you could do 30 days in jail or you could walk 30 miles. What did she do? She walked 30 miles, completely changed her attitude. Like, she had a very wholesome attitude change. Because she had 30 miles of walking to figure out what a dumbass she was. Complete attitude change. Like, I was so impressed with this lady's perspective of what she had done by the time she got done with this. I was blown away. Another guy, uh, what did he do? He stole from an adult store. So, he, the judge told me he could do X amount of days in jail. Or, he could sit outside of the adult store with a sign. It was embarrassing. The judge, he had to sit there for like a full day with a sign and the kid had his hat pulled over his face but he sat there and he did it there are a couple other really cool ones another guy had to dress up in a chicken costume and dance around instead of going to jail and this guy's got a 10 percent 
reoffending rate or whatever you want to call it. I just thought that was that was super super cool. But while I'm at the gym, I don't know what the point of today was, but uh, have fun with that episode. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. Let's have a great day. Well, good afternoon and good evening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's get it. Peace.